This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Lemmy Coffee. Here at Quality Goods, Anson and I are both avid coffee drinkers. Uh, I have a cup almost every morning. Me too. Can't say uh, I can get started without a little bit of coffee. Usually, I prefer the French press. And I usually ground some fresh beans and uh, toss them in my reusable Keurig pod. But however you decide that you want to enjoy your coffee, Lemmy sources all of their beans from India and Brazil, and it's all organic, direct from trade farmers. And if you're not a black coffee drinker, they got some flavored blends for you too. They've got apple cinnamon, they've got a pumpkin pecan, and they even have some uh, pretty tasty chocolate discs that you can float on top of your coffee and turn into a little mocha. It's pretty bomb. So if you want to start your morning with some high vibes, use the link in our bio for your next bag and get 10% off with the code QUALITYGOODS at checkout. Quality Goods is also brought to you by the Genius brand, products formulated according to science. Their clinically dosed supplements are crafted with tested, raw, and effective ingredients without proprietary blends, artificial dyes, artificial flavors, sweeteners, unnecessary fillers, or banned substances. I've recently gotten really into nootropics, and their genius consciousness has been tremendous in helping me focus while working from home through quarantine. It's got lion's mane, astragalus, ginseng, and a little bit of caffeine from green coffee extract. Sometimes they even stack that with their caffeine-free pre-workout when I'm getting in my daily fitness. Genius Pre is one of the cleanest pre-workouts I've taken. It's stimulant-free and there is no jitters. Uh, you know, if you've ever taken uh, any pre-workouts out there, I'm sure you know uh, what I'm talking about. Your physical capabilities are guaranteed to expand when your brain is engaged with their all-natural nutrients and your muscles will be stimulated by scientifically proven clean ingredients. They've got lots of other supplements and vitamins for you depending on which area of genius you're trying to improve. And you can get 15% off of your order with coupon QUALITY when you shop at thegeniusbrand.com. Or just follow the link in our Instagram bio. And if you're not satisfied, they'll even give you your money back. So what have you got to lose? Hit up the Genius Brand today with code QUALITY at checkout. Anthony Renowitzki is a real estate agent with Full and Hernandez based in the East Bay area. He's been buying and selling houses in this market for a decade plus, and his real estate endeavors only continue to grow through this pandemic. We discuss his lifelong desire to work in the real estate business and what got him to finally pull the trigger and commit to the house-slinging lifestyle. We all know that real estate is a dynamic market that can come with some high highs and some low lows. And we touched on how to be persistent and ride out those tough times because there will always be greener grass on the other side of the pasture. Anthony also dropped some current market knowledge for us. So whether you're looking to own your first home, flip some houses for a profit, or invest in an income churning property, you'll definitely want to check out this conversation about everything real estate. So put Zillow aside for a moment and let's see what's good. What is going on, good people? You are tuned into the Quality Goods Podcast. I am Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson Jake. And we're coming at you again in the middle of fire season in California. It's pretty smoky up here in the Bay Area. Just add it, add it along to the, the list of things. Yeah, Always. there's uh, 
They only have it about maybe like 15% contained in most areas, maybe even less. But, uh, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. But uh, today we have a good friend of ours, real estate mogul here in the Bay Area. We got Anthony Renowitzki joining us. How's it going, my man? It's going good. Thank you guys for having us or having me. <laughs> uh, feels, uh, feels like we've been talking about it. Finally glad to uh, be interviewed on your guys' podcast. Yeah, man. Happy to have you. you. Yeah. Real estate is something I'm fairly familiar with. My mom has been in real estate for a long time. I have other friends that have done real estate and you've been killing it in the market for what? The last like decade plus? Yeah. Surprisingly, it's uh, been a little over 10 years since I got my real estate license. Yeah. That's, that's impressive, man. It's like once you get to that 10 year mark, you feel like time has flown by already and you're just like, wow, it's been a decade that I've been in the game. Yep. I mean, it, it's insane to, to think about because, you know, when you're younger, you're adults are always like, you know, you'll just enjoy your youth when you're young and mm -hmm. it would go up so fast. And, you know, thinking back then, you didn't you didn't give that any thought. But now it's like, dang, it's going coming really quick. Yeah, especially like when you you get into a specific, you know, uh, whatever it be job or something in your life and then you put some energy towards it and you just, yeah, it's just part of your life. You, you don't think about the time it's, it's taken to, to, you know, get what you are, man. So um, a lot of good moments, a lot of highs and lows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real estate's definitely one of those things. It's a dynamic market, you know, and you kind of just have to uh, go with the ebbs and flows. Right. You got to learn how to uh, transition and be creative at times. And, you know, the, especially in my career, I've always seen, I've seen a big trend in technology being a realtor. So you do have to adjust a lot. I mean, your mom, your mom's a great realtor. She's been around for a while. Yeah. You know, my, yes. my entire career, I've always seen her name pop up on listings and sales. Um, so, you know, I, I know you've been involved in real estate yourself, Chris. Yeah. I've, uh, I've assisted in uh, some of her sales and some with some of her uh, real estate brokerages. I've done a little bit of market like help with marketing and stuff like that. So I know it takes a lot to uh, get yourself out there and market yourself because you you are the brand, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. You're, you're representing a brokerage, but you are responsible for your own income, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially in the Bay Area, there's so much competition. So you got to make yourself stand out and give yourself value to that client, whether it's a buyer or seller. Yeah, I didn't want to go into this just yet, but you mentioned technology. And, uh, you know, there's so many apps and websites and stuff available for buyers and sellers nowadays. Are buyers and sellers more informed now than they have been in the past? Um, for sure. Definitely. Especially in the past 15 years, 15, 20 years, it's been an incredible difference. You know, the, with the tablets and computers, everybody has information at their fingertips. You know, most, most people that are buying, you know, they've been looking on Zillow and Trillia and Realtor.com for at least a year before they even call a realtor. So they, oh. they get a lot of information at their fingertips. They could tell, you know, if the neighbor's house sold uh, within a few moments without even picking up the phone. So that's a big difference. Yeah, a lot less legwork on your part. But then how does that affect your value as a real estate agent? Like, what do you have to bring to the table to meet or exceed their expectations? It's really getting out there. Most agents out there, they don't even market themselves either. You know, most realtors, 
you know, a lot of actually, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends and, you know, I've been a realtor for a while, 10 years. And, you know, I still to this day get friends that call me and ask me, you know, how do I get my real estate license? And I tell them, you know, you just, you know, sign up for a class and boom, you can get your, you take your state exam, you get your real estate license in three to four months. But that's the easy part. Yeah, that's just signing up. That's just getting in. Yeah. That's just having the credentials to be able to sell and buy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I constantly have to remind myself like, whoa, what type of business I am I'm in? Because, you know, you run into different personalities. You know, first off, you gotta find the business. You gotta put yourself out there. You gotta find the business thing and then you gotta look for the people that are motivated to either buy a house or sell a house. You know, you could have a million dollars in your bank account. But if you're not motivated to buy a house, then, you know, it's it's a whole different avenue than most people really think as well. Yeah, it's super competitive out there. Yeah, that's something I was going to say, too, that seems to be a little more of a like unique situation in the Bay Area, like you touched on technology. And also, like when you started getting into real estate, that was a crazy time in the Bay Area economically as well, because that's, you know, the housing, you know, we had housing issues and then technology played a big part on what the housing is now, you know? So, I mean, like even during that time, like how does that affect your decision to want to like get into doing this? Um, so you're asking why I decided to get in real estate? Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially during that time, like you figured 10 years ago, that was in a pretty crazy spot, like trying to people, you know, keeping their houses or moving to the Bay area for their new opportunities. Um, you know, surprisingly, I've always wanted to be involved in real estate my entire life. Um, I don't know if you, if you guys are aware, um, but my dad used to buy and sell properties when I was a little kid. I remember he used to pick me up from school and I would be about five or six years old and he would look at bank owned properties. Usually these properties would, would need a lot of work. They, it'd be like the worst house in the neighborhood. And you know, sometimes you buy those houses without doing inspections. So I remember uh, we'd go look at these houses. I'd be in the car with him. I, I mean, of course, it'd be dad. So I'd be curious, well, hey, what's dad doing? Mm-hmm. I'd be right there. I was his, uh, you know, right-hand partner. And um, I remember a few times where we tried to get in the house. It was all um, locked up, and he put me through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Little assistance. Yeah, I mean, I was small. I mean, I'm a, I'm a small guy, but imagine being a little kid too. So <laughs> he he put me through like a little bathroom window with find one open, and I'd go unlock the front door, and then he would we'd do his inspection, uh, and then we'd go run to the courthouse, and he'd be putting putting bids on properties. So it was always exciting um, firsthand seeing that as like you know you know the guy you look up to when you're you're a little kid. I mean, he was dad. Um, but also I was, it was really interesting to see the houses transformed from being the worst house in the neighborhood to the best house in the neighborhood. Um, and then, you know, how I got to be, become a real estate agent at the time. And I just had no choice. I didn't want to, I was in college. Um, I was working at a solar job and getting paid like $15 an hour knocking on doors which was brutal work. But at the time it was like 2000, 2009, 2010. And that was a tough time. You know, we talked yeah, about yeah. the economy um, yeah, was just mm-hmm. picking back up economically for a lot of people. Yes. Um, and at the time I was making 15, 20 bucks an hour selling solar systems, 
knocking on doors, you know, Livermore, Pleasanton, Sarah Moan. And keep in mind, these houses back then were a million dollars. Right now, they're probably yeah. two or three million. Um, and I would set appointments for people to get solar on their houses. Uh, and the only rebuttal I couldn't get to set the appointments so my sales guy could come in the house and sell them a solar system, the only rebuttal I couldn't get was, oh, I'm sorry, we're not doing solar because we're going to sell our house. Mm. And honestly, I should see three or four of those a week. And I'm like, man, these little, you know, a couple hundred dollar checks at the time, you know, I was like 19, 18 were nice at the time. Um, but I, I remember like, man, each one of these sales could be 20 grand if I was the agent. So that's yeah. how I got yeah. to become a, a real estate, how I got into it. And the, my, my uh, parents at the time, they lived next door to, um, a really known, well, real estate, well-known real estate broker named Les Fole. So I interviewed with him and, you know, been, been with that brokerage, uh, for my whole career now. And it's, you know, I'm happy, you know, it's worked out good people. And, you know, we all work together as a team. That's great, man. And you're in what, like the Hayward, St. Leandro, Oakland market primarily. Yeah, I mean, the, the main area we service is, you know, from Oakland down to Fremont along the 880. Okay. Um, you know, we go out to Livermore, Dublin time to time, but usually that's referrals from past clients. But the, the market that we target and we advertise to is, is along the 880 from Oakland about Fremont. Um, my office is right here in downtown Hayward. So you were out there door knocking, selling solar, and you... Uh... You saw, you know, that people were wanting to sell their homes, but how did you convert your first customer into a paying client? Ah, uh, good question. It brings back, you know, a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of anxiety. Um, cause that was, that was a really tough time in my life. Um, when I became a real estate agent, I mean, how I started, was like, I was, I didn't want to work for nobody. I wanted to be in real estate. I honestly didn't even want to be a realtor at the time. Because the end goal was to, to be in investing. That was my end goal. And mm. I was like 15, 16, thinking like that. Like, I want to start flipping houses. <laughs> that does. I want to own these properties. Um, but you have to have some money to be an investor. So I'm like, all right, if I could sell solar, I could freaking sell real estate. Yeah. Um, and I was broke at the time. The market was at a freaking decline. There was mm. nothing but bank-owned properties and in, in short sales. And these are the these properties that people were barely holding on to, um, you know, that they, they were already losing it. So these properties were always in rough shape. Um, but I figured, you know, I'm, I'm freaking 20 years old and I got my real estate license. I'm freaking broke. The market's at a decline, but I know what, I know for sure this market is down. It's going to go up. Yeah, exactly. So I might as well learn the real estate business right now. And, and either way, I'm be broke. If I work at a job, I'm barely going to get by. Anyway, yeah. Yep. And, and I was like, I need to learn this. So what I did was I learned all the purchase contracts, listing agreements. I wanted, to, I wanted to know those things from beginning to end because if I don't know that, how the heck am I going to explain this confidently and try to, yep. you know, try to get a buyer to buy a house and yeah. feel confident with their agent or yep. the seller, seller to freaking list a house? And keep in mind, I'm 20. I look like I'm 16 years old. For real, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and everyone's like really even more tight with their money at that at that time than ever. So they're like, okay, this guy better know what he's talking about if I'm gonna yeah spend any kind of money. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was tough. I mean, I, I do appreciate you know, the the time you know I, my broker spent with me because you know he um, and so Les Full and Brent Hernandez there, um, you know they they helped me. They gave me a lot of guidance down the road, and you know that's something you can't you can't take away. So I do appreciate that they gave me their time. You know these these are these are people that their time is valuable. Yeah, having a mentor um, yeah. can be instrumental. Manage their time. Um, so just the fact that they you know put me under their wing was a big difference, and it yeah. was mainly a lot of mental roller coasters because it, it took me eleven months to sell my first house. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to really uh, just not get down on yourself and just be persistent and just believe that you're gonna you're gonna do it. You know, in the end, you just have to work, keep working for it. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, this was back in like 2010. So the house, yeah, so the first house I sold. Guess how much it was? How much? It was a hundred nine thousand dollars. <laughs> oh wow! Man, Where was so that wild. at? <laughs> oh my god! My commission check was like eleven hundred dollars after it's said and done. And you know how everything. Yeah, that thing. Man, where was it? Where was that house at? It was in East Oakland. It's off of uh, Nay Avenue, so it's like off of Hagenburg, right above MacArthur. And and uh, that was my first house that I sold. It was cr- it, that house right now is probably worth about seven fifty. Oh, so wow. if you think about it, it's, it's like crazy to see that happen. And, and you know, it's it's crazy to see people are paying for freaking that amount of money in East Oakland as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially over by uh, Hagenberger, you know, it's kind of industrial. Yeah, it's uh, it's not like very suburban, but yeah, anyway. I mean, there's really good neighborhoods in Oakland, but that's like deep East Oakland. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but so that was my first sale. That was after 11 months it took me to sell that house. But the next year, you know, that that was all build up. You know, it takes yeah. all the building your clientele. You know, put it on a assembly line and you know, let it nature itself and, you know, keep falling up yeah. here and there. But after that year, um, the, that following year, I sold 18 houses. Wow. There you go. So I was in, and I was like, Whoa. And, and, um, so I was, uh, 21 at the time and eight of those houses that closed in that year of the 18 happened to closing in one month. Wow. That must've been a, yeah. a nice yeah. month. You must've been feeling pretty good about yourself. <laughs> It was a roller coaster and everything closed. And my birthday is at the end of June. So everything closed. And I was like 21. I had like $75,000 in my bank account. It was yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a good feeling. I mean, yeah, but you worked for it, man. And you just knew it was coming. But until it hits, you know what I mean? You're like, all right, this is just building up to that. Yeah. I mean, it, I owed a lot of IOUs after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it, it was like, whoa, I could really do this. This is actually working. Um, so what's it like trying to build up that trust and reputation as a, a young dude? I know like a lot of, you know, making an impression on your clients is like, you know, dressing the part, looking the part, talking the part, like, you know, having a nice car sh- when you show up to a, a listing or when you're bringing clients around, all of that stuff matters. So like how... How was it like, what was the learning curve like when you were getting into that? I think it was more in, in building up confidence. It, it Actually, let me back up. I think it was more in learning, learning what you have to sell, 
learn your product, know, know, know what you got. So, you know, there's a lot of research, a lot of reading, you know, a lot of diligence actually like, you know, learn how to talk to people. But after that, it was more about being your part and, you know, being the agent, um, you know, it learned how to lead the client. The thing is, I was young at the time and I keep saying, you know, again, I was like, I I was like 21, looked like I was like 16 years old. Yeah. So I had to really know what I was talking about and, you know, know the marketplace, know what houses are going for, how to write a contract um, to get the best offer accepted, you know, how to make your clients offers stand out versus other, other people's offers that are submitting their offers. Cause you know, keep in mind, Back then, people, these houses were, were getting like 15, 20 offers. And I'm competing against yeah. agents that, that have been in the business for a while. Forever, yeah. yeah. So it's, um, you know, yeah, it was uh, about building relationships too. And, you know, playing your part, you know, directing the client, you know, people, like, like I said, they, they find a lot of information online, but you got yeah. to learn how to lead your client. And, and, you know, um, you know, explain and, you know, paint a picture of what we're, we are doing as realtors, you know, we want your business, you know, it, yeah. we have, we have, uh, to coach you guys to make you know, your best offer possible because you're never going to find the perfect house and you're usually going to pay a little more because we're in the Bay area. It's competitive. Yeah. What's inventory like right now in the Bay area? Um, Man, that's a whole nother crazy topic we can <laughs> talk about. Um, inventory is, is low. It's very low. We, I mean, it's been low my whole career. So or at the beginning, it was high. So let's look at Hayward. And I could pull up fact sheets or, you know, but that's going to get us way off. So back in 2010, in the city of Hayward, there were about 400 houses available at any given moment. This is single family houses only single family, no townhouses, no condos, no lots, only single family houses. Um, so there are about 400 available at the time. Um, last year, there were about 160 houses available. Wow. So we've been telling, you know, you know, it's, it's been really low our entire careers. Um, back in 2006 and 2007, there were about 600 houses available. But right now, uh, there's about 75 houses built in Hayward. <laughs> yeah, and then how many real estate agents yeah, are competing exactly. for those homes in Hayward? Yeah, Exactly. Well, the realtors, the buyers, I mean, there's a lot of buyers that are looking too because low interest rates. I mean, we, we're under yeah. 2%. And yeah, it's like historic Yeah, lows. Yep. I bet you like back in the 80s, I mean, I'm sure your, your mom tells you, uh, Chris, but back in the eighties, they were interest rates were like twelve percent. So big difference if you calculate that with the monthly mortgage, and then how much you'll be paying over thirty years of the loan. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, my mom actually didn't get into real estate till later in her career. Um, I think I was in like middle school mm-hmm. when she got into real estate, so that's like what, like around right, right around two thousand, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, I mean, she'd been around real estate for a while. Like she worked for a title company, and uh, so she had been around that. Uh, and so, uh, and she just went after it, and and she killed it for a while. Like right before the the bubble, you know, she was killing it. And then once the bubble burst, she 
suffered yeah. for years. After, Everybody after was that. killing back then. I mean, keep in mind, keep in mind, um, back then, back in 2000, like 2002, 2004, 2005, back then, there were like, there was like six times the amount of volume out there. So there's six times, like six times more opportunities to get, uh, you know, yeah. someone either to buy or sell a house. So that's like saying I'll make like six times more of your income. So yeah, just more opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Something I wanted to ask too, like you were saying, you know, just getting into it being 2021, uh, and in like most industries, everyone or, or many people want to go to like the experience, the people with experience those years in the game. But for you, did you notice as like that young guy in the game, um, your clientele was a certain people like were like newer families, you know, or, you know, uh, anything that is different from like now than your first clients. Um, honestly, it's not really changed. Okay. What I've learned, what I've learned is, you know, I, I like being with clients that I feel our personalities match. Um, you know, if, you know, cause one, you know, so let me back up. So real estate, being the sales side is all about your time, how you're going to spend your time. And, and like I said, you got to spend your time with the motivated clients and the clients that are going to sit there and listen to you and the clients that you guys understand, or you guys have some type of agreement here and there. Um, so it's, it's really about, you know, managing your time. And, and what I've learned is, you know, I feel like, yeah, those people are really nice, like super cool family. Like I like, you know, the, the husband and the wife and the kids were super cool. Those are the clients that I've learned over the years, like spend your time with them because, you know, if they're going to listen to you, they're going to, they're going to trust you along the way. You know, if they're not going to listen to you, then, you know, obviously, you know, it's not working out or, you know, yeah. I, there, there's just some things that you would never understand. And you're like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. And you just, mm -hmm. You know, so I like spending the time with the people that I feel confident with and, and it, it, it's worked out. Yeah. I think any sales job, it, it is a people business, you know, you're serving people. And if you are not vibing with a particular client, you know, it, maybe you can refer them to one of your associates and the, the better you can get to know your client. And then if you know your inventory, then you can match your client with your in, the right inventory because you know them and their likes and what they want out of a home. Exactly. And, and you hit it right on the point. That was something I didn't really touch uh, on was, you know, it, like I said, you know, I specialize in, in the East Bay area marketplace and it's really tight East Bay. You could, you could say other neighborhoods or East Bay areas or cities, but like I said, from Oakland and Fremont, um, if it's anything else, cause that's the area that, that I study every single day. I look at what just went up, up on the market, what just went pending and then what just closed. Um, and, and that's thousands, thousands of houses. I'd say a couple hundred thousand houses. And, and you know, why would I want to go either, you know, further? Like I said, it's time management too. Why would I want to yeah. go any further? And, and, you know, there's so much business in just this small marketplace that I could be the specialist in it. And that's yeah, where yeah. I add value and, and, you know, show you that, you know, I'm, I'm your realtor. If you are thinking about yeah. buying and selling, that's, that's the value I could give you. If you're looking out in other areas, I know time to time and I go out there time and time, if it's a referral or like, you know, like, like referrals are huge. I work referrals, past clients. If they're a past client, then I, I work that, but I'm not going to go and chase, you know, uh, you know, a lead 
where you know I, I met at an open house and, and they're not looking at my marketplace. I really just refer that out to someone else I trust and you know I concentrate in the marketplace that I truly specialize in. That way you're and you're helping the client at the end of the day. Yeah. I think it's important for a lot of people. A lot of businesses want to grow, but sometimes I think spreading out isn't necessarily the best way to grow. You know, like you don't need to hit the whole geography of the Bay Area. Like you said, there's plenty of opportunity if you just are about that area and you can, you know, off the top of your head, you know exactly where that house is because that's where you always are. You know, you don't have to go do extra scouting. You've been there before in that area. Yep, that's a big thing. Street by street, house by house. I mean, if you give me the a street name and the size of the house, I can tell you right now, <laughs> computer, what the property is worth or what it's going to go for. But if that's like in Tracy or San Jose, I have no idea. I'm yeah, <laughs> I know an agent out there that will help you. Yeah, for sure. Um, when we talk about price, what is the average price of a home in this area right now? So um, it's crazy. Castro Valley and Union City just hit their all-time high. That's wow. ever happened. Um, but they are experiencing a lot of inventory. Um, so back to, so just to concentrate. So about the average house in the city of Hayward, it's about 800 grand. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's crazy. Like yeah, that's wild. quadrupled Oakland's seen the biggest price increase, um, versus any other city in the nation. I think it's behind, uh, Boulder, Colorado. That's the number one. Um, but there, there's a, I mean, it's crazy to see with all this going on, how much property values and how are increasing and then how much activity we're getting in it and resulting in more offers on each listing, um, with all this going on, but it, it comes down to supply and demand. We have very low supply yeah, and, um, we have very low interest rates. So I always say, if you can get in, try to get in now, because if you do the calculations, yeah, you're probably paying a lot. It looks like you're a lot. Real estate's going to continue to go up. Yeah, it's going to climb. And you could lock it in and get interest rate. Prices go down. I'll tell you right now, you can quote me right now. If prices go down, interest rates are going to go up. The government's still yeah. going to get paid the same amount of money. <laughs> so it's just the way they're trying to disguise it. But yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, everybody's like, oh, when do I buy? I'd say the time to buy is, you know, when you're ready, you know, it, the sooner the better. Because, you know, you look at even 10 years ago, 2005 and six. Uh, so back in like 2005 and six, I think the, the high back then was like 600. And back in 2008, it dropped to half of that, probably more than half of that, like 250 within a couple of years, but now we're beyond that. We're like at 770, almost 800. Wow. And, and just in uh what's that? So 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit, my good friends just bought a home down the street from where I'm living. That's in San Leandro. And they, they paid it right at that, like 800 price range for a two bedroom, one bath. Yeah. I mean, beautiful home. Don't get me wrong. Very, unique home great yard and everything and it, it has a little more space than uh you know it sounds like two bed one bath but there's it's very spacious breakfast nook and everything and like a den nice. but uh yeah it's is up there you know that was like yeah. the very top of their price range and that they were looking for a home for probably a, a year or more you know before they got an offer accepted 
Nice. I feel I feel hard. Their agent must have worked a really good job working with the client for a year is a long time. Well, yeah, luckily uh, they had some real estate agents in the family and they work this particular neighborhood. So they know this area very well. So that definitely helped. I mean, them. The, the market's so strong right now. I mean, I like I've even bought a few properties that I'm going to fix up and sell. So I'm still confident in the market. But I mean, you do got a lot of signs that are, you know, kind of make you question as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw your last flip in uh, the Hayward Hills. That was that was really nice, man. You did a good job with that one. But what is the kind of mindset that you have to go into uh, when when you are purchasing either, you know, buying for yourself versus buying to flip a property and then buying for an income property? Like what are the different mindsets for those? Um well, I mean that so when you're buying there's there's different approaches. I mean different mindsets like you're saying when you're buying for personal um it's more emotional you look at more into the neighborhood you're going to live there you know you look yeah. more into growth you know obviously you know you want to have kids and you know get married one day and you know yeah, so school live, districts and school stuff districts like is a big thing um but the more you get older you the more you're like man i, I you know i want i want to be like a you know in a quiet spot but I don't want to be too close because I don't want to drive too far. <laughs> um, that that's really buying your own place is probably one of the most emotional things that you're going to go through in your life. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you buy for investment or for a flip, it's a whole different scenario. You're not attached. I know personally, I'm not attached. Um, you know, you want to look at the numbers and, you know, you, you look at, you know, how much you're going to have in the deal and, you know, how much time you're going to be involved in it and, you know, the repairs. So, I mean, it's about learning experience. I mean, the good thing is, um, like I said, I kind of like dabbled into buying and selling just recently, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like that. So, you know, as far as my service, what I offer you as your agent when I'm selling the house is you know let's say for instance you call me and you're like hey i'm thinking about selling my house i know your mom's realtor but you know, I know you're thinking <laughs> about selling your house come over anthony you know come check it out and i'll look at it and i'll be like okay well you know this nice house nice neighborhood good job but you know you got a house that or a room that's painted pink and then you know your carpets are like you know it has some stains on it and you got you know your landscape that that it needs some work you know that you know to you and you know to everybody it's like yeah it's not a bad looking house but you know i'd say as your realtor i'd say to get your best value you know let's get these things done you know let's let's paint that bath and let's remodel this let's you know take that tree out and, you know show the curb pill of the house um and over my career i've built a list of resources of people that have landscape work and and you know need remodels on the kitchen and paint um, so it's, it's like, oh yeah, I can help you do that. You know, I'll be your agent. I'll organize that. You know, this is part of my service to you to get your house prepped for sale and we're on the market. Your house look like the best it possibly can see that way. Everyone can see the potential as a realtor. I see potential, in a lot of things, but I've seen like, you know, pieces of shit houses that are all messed up. And those are the ones I like to buy because I know I could get them done. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it. So I got all these, you know, people that helped me over these years 
And there's a time where I'm like, um, and this was last year, house popped up for sale on one of my agent buddies called me. He's like, Hey, it's a four bedroom, two bath house in San Lorenzo for 500. And I was like, what? Four bedroom in San Lorenzo? That's that thing's worth seven fifty all day. And I was like, I could probably remodel that whole thing for a hundred grand. Um, and I go there, I'm like, whoa, this thing is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, we did end up buying it. And that was the first one. We just bought it last year. Um, that was the first flip. We bought it for five and ended up putting about a hundred into it and then sold it for seven twenty. Um, but it was a lot, it was a longer project than I thought. Um, but, and then the second one was the Hayward one you mentioned. Um, that was a four bedroom or two bedroom, one bath that I bought off of Craigslist. I was looking at cars and I, you know, if you know me, you know, I love cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm always looking at cars, but, um, I look at the real estate for sales section and there was a guy that posted his house for sale. He said, come look at it tomorrow morning. And it's listed at 450. And I was like, 450, man, any, any, you, you can't even, you could barely buy a two bedroom condo in Hayward for 450. So I went there and I gave him an offer. I gave him 465 and then we put about 40 grand into that one. This one was a good one. It only took us like, like 75 days. We were in and out. And this was during the pandemic. So I bought this house in February, right before the pandemic. Mm. And I closed on it a month later, like two days after the shelter in place happened. And I'm like, oh my God, I just bought this house. <laughs> the freaking world's going to come to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what? I'm in it. I'm in it. There's nothing I can do. So we, we remodeled it. We were only, took about a month to remodel. I was in a 465. I put about 40 grand into it. So I was in the deal of about 505 and then, um, with closing costs and commissions paid, um, you know, that's another 20. So I'm in it for 525 and then I ended up selling that one for 660. So that was a good one. Um, nice. and then I, I just bought three more properties last week. So that that's that. I mean, it, it's crazy seeing that. I mean, it, in the, and I'm glad I'm doing this because it's really hard to get business as a realtor right now because it's mm. so low inventory. It's so the 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 business has went from hundred to fifty. So if you look at it, half your half your opportunities gone from last year. So like I said, it's being creative and adjusting. Yeah. And, you know, it, um, you know, pandemic is is crazy, but yeah. Um, and you know, real estate's insane. There's deals out there. A lot of people think there's no deals out there. So, um, last year I bought a fourplex, my first investment property. I bought a fourplex in East Oakland. Um, it's like on 16th Avenue. So it's borderline downtown Oakland. Okay. Um, back in the day they used to call it a uh, funk town cause like Asian gangsters around that mm. day. Um, you, you hear rap songs about it, but I bought that building, um, for, for 600 it's 40 and it's a 4,000 square foot building. I bought it for 600 grand. Um, it was only on the market for a day. And I went and looked at it, talked to the agent, gave him an offer as is. Um, the place was a complete fixer. Um, so I bought it as is all the tenants. I inherited all these tenants, but a few of them weren't paying. So it was, you know, I've been sinking a lot of money. I sinked about 
200 grand that's built in the past year. Yeah, I've only owned it for years. So I'm in this building for about 800 grand. I'm doing a cash out refinance to get my money out. Originally, I, I, I thought the building would be worth a million dollars once I'm done. So, I mean, like, it's all about finding deals too. Yeah. Um, yeah. When your investment, you're not attached to it. Um, so I bought it for 600. I got about 200 in it. I'm in it for 800. I thought it was worth a million after I was done when I accessed it, but I just did a cash out refinance and then my appraisal came back at a million two fifty. There you so go. That's instant equity. So I'm in the deal for seven, uh, about, um, about 800, right? I'm taking out $775,000. The bank is giving me $775,000 back. So I'm only going to be in this deal for 25 grand a month. My payments, $4,400 a month. And then the building right now is bringing $6,500 a month in monthly income. And I got one person that's not paying me rent. Yeah. Yeah. Through it all, you're still, yeah. Yep. I mean, but what I'm getting to is, there's deals out there. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. like, oh, it's so expensive. Real estate markets can pay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so what? There's still deals out there. There's deals that fall through the cracks, and, and I'm, I'm finding them. Yeah, find they're not looking yeah. for you. You got to go find them. You know what I mean? So, well, but in order to better your marketplace, too. Yeah. There's no way you could really, like, like, again, there's no way you could really, like, know multiple marketplaces. There's just no way. Like, you can't know freaking san jose and san francisco and oakland yeah, yeah. Really those are all very different markets yeah you gotta i mean it takes time to understand values and equations and how to access properties well in order to better compete as a buyer like how much do you need to put down on a home when you're going into a deal um well let me back up so there's multiple buyers out there um, there's first time home buyers, there's investors, there's people, you know, that like to buy burned down houses. Um, but when you're, when you're asking about a buyer, I'm thinking you're, you're probably asking first time home buyer. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So the first time home buyer is probably the most competitive thing. Um, because, um, you know, okay. So back up. So yeah. So you're like the, you're like shopping at the Macy's. I'm um, just about, yeah, the analogy. So you're shopping in the Macy's. So it, it's, you're paying prime dollar being, you know, a first time home buyer that's getting a loan um, because, you know, you're buying the properties off like the investor guy like me that's bought it at a discount, fixed it up, marketed it, made it look all beautiful, staged it, and put professional pictures with drone shots on the multiple listing. And then once it goes from the multiple listing, it goes to Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Redfin. Anybody in the whole world could see that property. So that competition is crazy. Um, um, so as far as like your question, you know, how much you got to put down, there's multiple loans out there. Um, but you can still get creative and, and, you know, buy properties like investing, like, you know, like my, how I'm buying properties is, you know, I'm putting investors together and, you know, we, we pull them in pools of money and we buy houses, you know, as far as like, you know, um, investments turn around, you know, make a percentage back. Um, but like a first time home buyer, there's a bunch of loans out there. I mean, if, if you've been in the service, like the Marines or the Navy, the Air Force, 
you get a VA loan where you don't put nothing down. You just pay for closing costs. Um, but you know, it is really how you make your offer competitive too. You as like, for instance, I had a client last year that bought a house and he had no money down, but we made his offer is like guaranteed to the buyer or to the seller. Um, you know, he made his offer as strong as cash because, you know, we put non-contingent. Basically, we said, you know, if, if the property doesn't appraise, we'll cover the difference. We're buying it as is. We saw the inspections. You know, we know what the house entails. You know, the roof, you know, it's a little older, but we're okay with that. We just like the house. So here's my $25,000. If I don't close, then that $25,000 is yours. So that's how we made you know, the offer stand out, we put a, you know, non-contingent offer, you know, wire the money within 24 hours of acceptance. Now, I know like millennials are kind of notorious for not buying homes right now. You know, first of all, we can't really afford them, but uh, we are getting into that advanced age where it's kind of like expected, you know, we're getting into our thirties and stuff like that. Are you starting to see an increase in millennial home purchase? Oh yeah. I mean, I'd say they're about half the marketplace for sure. Um, you know, there's still, I get, I get hit up lately. Lately it's been crazy because I've been helping a lot of my friends. Um, you know, I'm, a, you know, we're all millennials. But you know, I've been helping a lot of my friends purchase houses, you know, even second houses. So you, you see that. I mean, there's always going to be in your in any age group. There's going to be you know people buying or selling. But lately, yeah, to answer your question, you know, we we've seen a, a pretty good influx. But you know, we are to that age as well, where you know we want you know we're having kids. You know, we're getting married, yeah, settling down. Yeah, settling down. Um, so you know. It, we're about that age. I know that uh, COVID has affected, you know, a lot of the way that real estate business is done. I know that, you know, open houses are no longer a thing right now. So what, how else has COVID had an effect on the real estate market? Man, that's crazy. So um, it, it, COVID has really affected, you know, the real estate market. It's definitely um, gave us a lot of uh, eye opening things like, Whoa, you know, things, you know, we learned about ourselves too. Personally, I did open house, you know, probably every weekend, every single weekend in the yeah. summertime. Um, I pick up, I'd say averagely, I'll make, uh, I'll make about five to seven deals a year through open houses. Um, and, you know, to be honest, you know, it's, it's about, you know, meeting that client and, you know, it's about building your database too. So there's a lot of missed opportunities that you're not meeting people. Like I'm listing a house next week uh, for a guy I met at open house, like six years ago. Uh, we ended up, I met at my open house. I ended up finding a house in Hayward. He ended up having a house in Oakland. That I ended up selling. And then now we're going to sell the house in Hayward and then buy a house for about 1.5 in Castro Valley. So, I mean, just this year with no open houses, let's say we're halfway or about like almost three quarters of the way through. So I'm, I probably lost about four deals so far from not having open houses and, you know, who knows how many deals in the future from those, you know? Yeah. Uh, but personally it's like, you know, four deals times 15, that's the, like uh, probably 60 grand and, and, you know, oh, just yeah. years income. 
Um, but it, it's, it's also caused you to sit back and like, whoa, you know, um, do I, you know, there's other ways of doing business. There's other ways of finding business. So I, we're, we're setting up more online and, you know, more yeah. you know, lead capture systems. Um, and, and it's been helping because we're working from home a lot more. We're working, we're learning how to implement systems where, you know, we learn how to communicate. We learn how to get things done in the escrow. Um, but also it, it's again, more about adjusting and, you know, going with it and, you know, knowing it's about his ups and downs and, you know, pushing through it. Uh, but to be honest, even when open houses start happening, I'm not going to do open houses anymore because I know, you know, I know time to, yeah. you're spending time like a yeah, whole day yeah, just time and, planted at a house. Yeah. Planted at a house. And, you know, I probably will do here and there, but not as often yeah. because, it, you know, I'm making my systems better to, you know, um, you know, spend the best value of my time. Yeah. I mean, I think even with, with people that are looking to buy as well is not everyone's going to just run to open houses again too, you know, even if it's said that it's okay to do it. So I think you touched on it and a few of our, you know, recent um, other guests, it's like creativity, man. Like we all got to just change how we're going to do things. And then you found ways, some of this new stuff you're, you're doing is working. Like, all right, I'm just going to do more of that now because you see the benefit of being able to do that, you know? Yeah. yeah and I think there's a lot more importance on, how you market the house online. Like now you have to list them all on these uh, tools, you know, like you said, Zillow and Trulia. Yeah. I mean, we were doing all that before, Yeah, but um, we're doing a lot of uh, like a lot of vi uh, virtual walkthroughs. I mean, we were doing videos before that, but you know, now it's, it's more about, you know, how, you know, better ways to, you know, get systems to set appointments and, you know, better campaign systems where, you know, you email them uh, more often or, you know, you set up in your database where, you know, you learn how to follow up with them. Um, you know, keep in mind, my brokerage, I think this is like a, a really good blessing in disguise because uh, my broker and, you know, the company I, I've been working for, we've been way behind in technology. Mm. Uh, you know, they still keep files of every escrow. Um, and if, like if physical you files, our, yeah. yeah, whole did like no digital. And if you go into wow. our building, they're all like right there. So, you know, we had to go in and scan, you know, the documents and print them and get the files together. And, you know, I personally hated that, but now yeah. we create it's time consuming. Other, yeah. We have, we have other programs now that to help us get everything digitally with checklists and, you know, we know yeah. the seller signs and the buyer signs. So it's, it's definitely saving like an hour. Like I'd say probably seven hours out of the week for me personally yeah, um, just to, and other agents making us more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see that too. Like, you know, not only being more creative, but a lot of people have an opportunity that we're like, okay, we were going to do this. I mean, it forced us to make those moves that we couldn't during lockdown. Cause you, you know, you had a little more time and I see, even a few businesses, you know, fortunately are able to even remodel during this time, you know, cause like we could have never closed down before. And now we have to, I guess here's the time to, you know, do those things we weren't, we weren't scheduled to do yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't want to change subject, but what do you guys think about the market? I mean, I want you guys, what are you guys intakes and what are you guys hearing about, you know, from other people, what this market's going to, until i like other people i know i'm the i'm the like the expert but mm -hmm. 
I mean, every now and then I just, I pop onto Zillow and like, if I'm just like riding my bike around or if I'm driving and I see a house, I'm like, oh, I wonder how much this costs. And now I can do that with ease. I can just pop onto Zillow, look at that street, see how much all the properties are around there. And like I said, like now I'm not even on the market to buy a house, but at least I know what properties in the area cost. And like, so if I do want to, you know, consider buying a home in the future, I know what the market looks like around here. Do I want to move outside of this market? Probably not. You know, even though expensive as it is in the East Bay, I love it here. And it, but that just tells me that I need to make more money in order to live here. So then, you know, it's just that kind of indication that it gives me instead. Yeah. Yeah, For me, I mean, yeah, I think not currently either, but still this, the way that everyone's life just switched automatically, like it, it reminds me like, okay, like whatever moves I'm going to make, I better be ready for something that's just unforeseen, you know, yeah. and being able to really, you know, have that planned out to make it through something like that. And also like, where do I really, yeah. Like, where do I want to be? Like, uh, at this point, I'm like, man, I might just be able to up and move wherever because yeah. where do I want to be if the world gets locked down again, kind of deal too, man. So it's like, yeah, just, and then I do hear people that are refinancing that are, you know, still looking people that are moving to the Bay for job opportunities, even during this time and, and vice versa moving out because of whatever. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, just try to take it in and try to, yeah. I mean, be as informed as possible. Yeah. Like I said, even if I'm not looking, at least I want to know more about it. So when it is time, I'm like, all right, I'm not completely in the dark about what I'm going to be getting into. So and now that remote work is much more yeah. of a thing now since this pandemic, uh, I mean, it was already a thing for uh, the technology industry, but now it's becoming commonplace in all yeah, industries. Many, exactly. And, uh, you know, it does have a lot of people considering like, do I need to live in the expensive Bay Area to do my job anymore? Like, yeah. why can't I just work remote from like Lake Tahoe, for instance? Love you know? I love that. I'm glad we're yeah. here. So I've had a lot of people that ask or, you know, I've had a client that he's actually a friend I grew up with. You know, he, I almost got his offer accepted and he called me. He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he's so nervous to call me. And I already knew. I was like, "What? What's going on?" And he's like, "I think I'm gonna back off of my house." I was like, "I don't, you know, you know, it's your choice. You know, yeah. don't feel bad." Like he was so nervous to call me. I, was like, <laughs> I want you to feel confident about buying a place. If you don't buy a place, you tell me no, and I'll freaking cancel this contract right now. Yeah, we did. But his thing was like, "Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think I'm on. You know, I think I'm gonna wait. You know, the the market's gonna probably take a huge tank." This and that. And I was like, well, you know, that's all speculating. You know, who really, yeah. who really knows? Nobody really knows. Maybe, maybe a uh, government knows, but um, you know, you do look back and look at signs. You know, there's a lot of people. You know, you look on the news and everything. Oh, there's all these people migrating out. Yeah, but the population is going to double in seven years. In sure. the entire planet, you know. Yeah. And then the, the last time it doubled, I think it took 70 years and it's going to keep on doing that. It's just not in the Bay Area. People like cities. You got a China, yeah. like insane. You got a Colombia, you know, uh, Cart- Cartagena. I think it like, uh, like multiplied times like 10. So it's not just here. It's the population growth and, you know, yep. it's going to keep doubling. Yeah. If people want to leave the Bay Area, I say get a riddance. I'm, I'm chilling. I yeah, say, yeah, get out of here. Let let drive those prices down so I can afford to live here still. 
Heck yeah. Yeah, but I think that support too, man. Like you're talking about, I mean, buying a house isn't like buying a watch you can't afford or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's locked in. So like you said, if they're not completely comfortable, don't do it, you know, because now I know I'm still going to come to you every time because you made me feel, you know, you were with me, you know, because, yeah, like that's not something you just walk away from getting the house. You know what I mean? So like I said, my my clients are like my friends. They become friends. You spend time yeah. spend months with them um, when you buy a house. Um, and at the end of the day, I want you to feel good about it. And I, yeah. I want you to be happy about it. If you're freaking feel horrible about it. I don't want you to hear <laughs> Anthony and be like, oh my God, I hate that name. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. I'm just like you said, man, it's relationship building. You met a, a dude at an open house six years ago and you, what, you did like three deals with him since then? This is going to be our third deal. And then we're going to work. He's going to buy a fourth house. So it'd be the fourth transaction with him. And, you know, I seen him grow from nothing. I helped him grow from nothing. And, you know, he's played the market well and he's going to, he's doing well. So you could make, you know, even passively with a full-time job, but if you play the market right, then it, it, it will continue. But it's really about holding. He's, he's held and, you know, he's flipped one or, you know, transition from one and buying up and then buying up. And so, you know, it's worked out. That's dope, man. And, you know, sometimes it can be intimidating to uh, step into this market, you know, because there's so many things that you need to know going in and it's like it can be overwhelming. But that's why we have people like you to uh, to guide us into making the right decisions for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of good agents out there. I'd say for anyone that's looking to buy, you know, um, don't rush into it. Um, you know, know what you want, you know, excess if you're going to buy a fixer, if you're going to buy you know, uh, you know, when that's turnkey, if you're going to buy a turnkey, you're going to pay a lot of premium. Um, but you know, it's, it's get back and really, really know the marketplace before you buy a house. And I always, I always, uh, joke about this, but it's a hundred percent true. It, if you're looking to buy a house, find someone else that just bought a house and ask them mm. how their experience was because nine times out of 10, they, they'll tell you right away. Like, Oh my God, it was, it was horrible. I mean, it's competitive <laughs> and, and, you know, it took us a lot of time, but, you know, they're the ones, you know, they're the ones that know the marketplace better than anybody else at that moment. Probably more more than most agents out there because, quite frankly, everybody get their real estate license, but, you know, most yeah. cities don't know how to sell real estate. Yeah, for sure. Or they don't do it full time either. Yeah. I mean, dude, there was a brief moment where I considered getting into real estate, you know, like I was kind of like in a transitionary period in my career. I remember you and I didn't really know what I was doing. I, I, I do. I, I asked you and I was like, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I have a inkling, like, but you, like, I think you changed my mind and you were just so passionate about selling homes and like, it was something that you always wanted to do. And I, I realized that like, I didn't share that same passion. Like I knew that I could like build the knowledge and stuff yeah. like that, but it wasn't something that was really like pushing me. And one thing that like, I also, I, I met your boss. I, I remember going to a party at his house one time and he was telling me about you and like how driven you were and, and how much he believed in you. And I was just like, wow, like Anthony's really about this. And you know, I, yeah, I, I would trust you. And I, you know, I would, obviously I have to choose my mom as my, as my agent. I couldn't, <laughs> okay. couldn't do her dirty like that, but yeah. you know, you, you'd be my, my backup should I, uh, you know, want to buy a home anytime soon in the East Bay? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta love doing it. I mean, it, like it has its ups and downs, 
you meet multiple different personalities, just like in any other business, you meet people, yeah. that, you know, waste your time and, and you gotta, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster, but it's about, you know, actually uh, not quitting too. Most agents say they, yeah. they give up too early, give up way too early. When most agents give up in the first year, it took me 11 months to sell my first house next year, 18 houses. Then boom. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the difference. I mean, you know, like you touched on, I mean, a lot of people will talk about their negative experience or just it seems overwhelming to try to get into real estate. But for every one of those, there's someone like you that's like, I'm built for that, you know, so you just have to have, you know, we keep talking about it, but passion for whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, from a young age, you're already like you knew what to look for in a house. You, you were already looking at houses differently than other people just because of how you grew up, you know, so that is a big difference of why you're at where you're at, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like I go in houses. <laughs> just peep, yeah. Great floor plan, you know, <laughs> like natural light. But keep in mind, the house smells like pee. Yeah, <laughs> carpets are all the same. Yeah, <laughs> and and other people would walk in and be like, "Heck no!" and walk right out. Yeah, but you know, uh, it, see through those things. Yeah, like you said, you already know. Like if this square footage, I already know what it's going to take yeah. to re, you know, so like redo that. Or it's only going to take a small amount of money to eradicate that pee smell. You know. Yeah but it's like any artist right like it's a blank canvas for you or not even blank it's like you got to go strip down the painting and go repaint something sometimes you know but you have to be able to have and know that okay this is going to take some time and yeah i mean adjust to whatever gets thrown your way especially like you said with people being able to go on apps now or you know however it is that they're getting their information these days yeah and now's a great time that we can go into our segment that we call support quality and we just want to ask you about something that's brought quality to your life lately. It could be a person, a place, a thing, a process. What is something that has uh, brought value to your life or your real estate career? Um, I think it's brought value is, is really learning about past people's experience. Um, you know, as far as a human, we're, we've been here for thousands of years. Um, and, you know, you could add your own creativity, but you know, learn from other agents or other investors or other home buyers, you know, uh, people's experience. Don't think you're going to, you know, come up with a, a new idea. You know, people have been doing this for years. Um, so, you know, it's about, you know, educating, you know, I, I, I sit back. I don't like, I personally don't like reading, but I like watching a lot of YouTube and, and listening to audible, um, and, you know, being patient and really learning your business. I mean, like I said, I've been a realtor. It's coming on 11 years, uh, but I'm still learning. You know, no matter what, you're, yeah, yeah. you're never, you're, you're never going to learn. So always be the student and always learn to be coachable and, and, and not be so connected and, and um, you know, connected and, you know, not control things, not try to control things that are beyond your control as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I think that's something that gets undervalued and not mentioned on our podcast enough is uh, the value of like having a good mentor or learning from people that have been doing it for so long. Sure, you can go on to YouTube or read books and uh, published articles and stuff to learn, but there's immense value in learning from a person that is close to you that can coach you. That's about the thing. about the market, you yeah, know? it's huge. You have to have a mentor. You have to, especially when you're starting on it. I mean, it's independent. Real estate's independent. It's lonely. Yep. 
you know, no one's going to sit there and pat on your back. <laughs> yeah. The next guy, the next realtor next to you, he's trying to sell you. The, yeah, the that's sure. your competition. 100%. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's about, you know, a mental game too. Um, and then really having a mentor that's going to guide you yeah. and coach you along the way. Yeah, the same thing like when you're searching for the right realtor or the right customer like you need the right mentor because i need that person to be able to tell me that message in the way that it clicks for me too like there's a reason why like you stick with the same people you've came up with because obviously it's working for you and you like the way that works so i mean you know if it ain't broke don't fix it but you guys are still learning in the process and i'm sure people have learned stuff off you you know so it's just like always being open to that energy yeah i agree i mean it's, you're still learning so you got to learn how to um also you know, take things as they go too. I mean, yep. there's different cha- changes in escrow. Um, you know, people are buying a house. These houses are, you know, 75, 80 years old sometimes and they have their issues. So. Yeah. Uh, that's one more question I got for you before we wrap this up here. Like what, what should a buyer go into? Like if they're looking to buy a new home, like what buying like an older home, like you mentioned, like, something that's like 50 or so years old versus buying new construction. Like what are the differences? Like what are the pros and cons of something like that? Um, pros and cons of buying like an older home versus a new home. Yeah. New construction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, new construction. Um, the new construction is going to be turnkey. Um, but you're not, you're most likely not going to have a big yard. You're probably going to have an HOA and it's going to be more of a cookie cutter track style because obviously, yeah, construction builders you know the value is is you know not build as many homes yeah, as we can build, uh, yeah. build a lot as many as possible um on the smallest amount of land because land's scarce especially buildable land there's lots of land but yeah. uh buildable land um, when you're buying an older house you know the, the older house you know it has character you know it, it has it most likely has a bigger lot um and to be honest i like the older houses because they're constructed yeah. a lot better than the new houses mm, more so solid the wood lasts a lot yeah. longer you you go to you go to these houses like in berkeley and oakland even in downtown hayward they're built with redwood in in you know termites they don't eat the redwood yeah. versus how they eat like this pine and the cypress the cedar that they're putting in the houses now uh, um, you know, it has its pros and cons, you know, if, if like, for instance, if I wanted to buy my mom a house, I'd buy her like a townhouse with a small little backyard, low maintenance, perfect. But personally for me, like I like cars, I like, you know, toys. Yeah. So I want side yard access. Yeah. And, yep. And I like cars and, and, you know, a big garage. And, you know, those are the clients I'm like, hell yeah, let's find you the house. And yep. <laughs> when, you know, closing day when they're moving and stuff, but um, it has its pros and cons. If you're buying an older house, definitely do all your inspections, do your roof inspection, your termite inspection, your home inspection, even go as far as doing a sewer inspection. And, um, um, you know, ma- you know, make sure you do some due, due diligence, whoever's helping you, you know, get, get multiple opinions on it. Well, Anthony, if somebody that's listening right now wants to buy a home in this East Bay market, how can they get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me, um, you could, you could add me on, or you can just give me a call directly. My cell phone number is, uh, 510-706-7203. Um, if you want to see what I'm doing day by day, I post pretty frequently. 
Um, my personal Instagram is anthonyrenow.com. Um, it's uh, Anthony, my first name, uh, Renow, R-E-N-O-W, um, at Anthony Renow. That's my Instagram. My website's anthonyrenow.com too. Um, I post constantly on my story on the projects we got going and the people we're helping buying houses. And also you can get to see some cool cars and stuff. If you got that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, that's how I found out about the, the homes that you've been flipping. I, I, I just follow you on social media and then checking those out all the time, man. So good job on that stuff. I hope it's stressful, but uh, hopefully it's going to pay off. See. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, social media, like people are on it. So if, if yeah. you want to do business, you might as well bring it there as well. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you guys for having me. This is, uh, I mean, I've yeah, man. Thank yeah, you. Man. Enjoyed I mean, I'm sure we could talk for a lot longer and yeah. provide the people with more, but you know, if they want exactly. some info on the market, serious, exactly. we can have them hit you up directly. We, we just got, we just scratched the surface. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man for sure you know, there's the buying yeah, this could be a whole series of yeah. podcasts about real estate you know and yeah. perhaps we'll we'll do more follow-ups in the future yeah. there's, there's a you know we're doing a podcast right now one of my most favorite podcasts it's real estate related it's called bigger pockets okay so i just give them a plug uh the reason is you know they have some good stuff you know from other against yeah. other investors uh multiple aspects of real estate like you said, do your research, man. You're going to get into something like this. The more you know, the better, right? So check that out. We'll make sure to put the links to all your stuff uh, yeah. when this comes yeah. out. We'll, we'll so. link your phone number. We'll link all your socials. Yeah. You so can follow us at Quality Goods TV on Instagram. That's where we host most of our content. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at Mr. Beatty on Instagram. And I'm at Young Man Old Souls. Yeah. Check us out. We got yep. some lots of podcasts. For you to check out so uh, yeah it's picking back up people thanks for tuning in august has been great if you want to get some merchandise you can support us <laughs> amazon i know hey. some of you guys are anti-amazon i'm sorry but we're on amazon <laughs> right now because that's just a platform that's available to me right now i know you guys got prime accounts so yeah. support us please but uh yeah, Anthony, thanks again, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, appreciate and, uh, it. Happy to be here. Yeah, and uh you can catch us on the next podcast. So then we out. <laughs> <laughs>